Delaware State of the Arts. I'm Andy Truscott. My guest today is T. Bell, an emerging fellow in visual arts painting who lives in Wyoming, Delaware. T, thank you so much for joining me today. And as we kick off here, I wonder if you could share how your art has evolved over time from when you first started your craft to where it is currently. I grew up around art. My dad was a commercial artist and did a lot of oil trucks and um, signs on billboards and that type of uh, artwork. Uh, but he kind of encouraged me and my two brothers to basically just get a get an education. Uh, he knew it was hard work. He did this every day for a living. And uh, he wanted us to be able to live a simpler life. He said, if you like, if you want to do this, great, but I encourage you to think about doing something else. So, you know, I always liked drawing. I took mechanical drawing in high school. I liked it. I loved to make cartoons, doodle stuff, but I never really uh, painted very much. I was in business for a while, sold insurance for about 34 years and was financial planning and gift planning and that kind of stuff. Um, but when I uh, got closer to retirement, I found uh, time to take some classes. I was working at Delaware State University, and they allow you to take an art class. So uh, I was taking a few classes under Dr. Tucci, my art instructor, and uh, just trying to learn some of the basics. Got into painting from the type of work that I was doing, just found it to be a very good stress reliever. So. You had mentioned, right, that you uh, had a previous career for 35 years, and those that might be listening to you might go, oh, he sounds like a, a sprung 20-year-old. But yeah. no, this is uh, kind of your your retirement passion, right? Something that gives you joy, um, but in you know this stage of life now has evolved into more of maybe a passion instead of a hobby. Would that be a fair assessment? That, w- that would be fair. You know, I, I like the idea of being able to just um, draw whatever I like or paint whatever I like. I wasn't doing commission uh, paintings for anyone. Uh, if I saw a, a photo that I took or something that caught my eye, I would try to draw it or paint it. I wasn't on a time schedule. I was retired. And so, it. you know, my goal was retire, get out of debt, and uh, play my guitar and practice my piano and paint. And just happen that paint has taken up most of my time, uh, which I enjoy. So I paint a little bit every day. As you think back on the breadth of artwork that you've created, do you find there's a golden thread throughout them or a message that you hope to convey through your art? Right now, my my primary uh, style would be creative portraiture. You know, I, I kind of take a look at different uh, individuals like disadvantaged or forgotten individuals, try to take a look, a little closer look at their struggle. Uh, these people are very seldom seen or heard. You know, they do res- deserve our respect. Um, when I grew up, my dad, besides being a painter, he was also a photographer and he had all the people that we'd probably called homeless now. Back then, we didn't call them that, but. He would take photographs of them because uh, people would forgot they ever existed in the town. And so, you know, I find those photographs now to be when I look at the wrinkles in their face or their eyes and their hair and just, you know, you could see it in their face. And uh, that kind of moves you because there are people out there struggling, maybe not you or me, but there are a lot of people are out there struggling sometimes in our own families. 
And uh, I think people relate to that. So, you know, besides that, I, uh, the historical context of being an African-American painter, there's so much history that has not been told. And sometimes uh, pictures worth a thousand words. So if I can do that in a painting and it starts a conversation and they say, well, who is this person? Uh, then that, that, you know, I've achieved my goal. Do you find that your paintings are influenced by or representational of um, actual people and actual events? Or do you find that it's more impressionist or just a representation of something that you believe is out there? I think it's a little bit of both. I did a painting which I sold recently. It, it uh, went back to the 1950s when they had busing to the South and they had boycotts and whatnot. But I just took a, a, a figure of a man's face that was striking to me and just made him a blue collar person. And I remember the signs from uh, back in the 60s, especially just before Martin Luther King went to um, Memphis and the, the, um, the trash uh, and custodial people there had signs that said, I am a man. And um, so, you know, I, I, it, um, it kind of takes you back, um, you know, the more that you've seen, uh, you know, kind of the past re repeats itself. And so it's a it's a time where a lot of stuff that we thought uh, went away is not going away. Mm -hmm. And we have to remind people that we've been down this road before and uh, we have a we have a chance to do something about it. You had mentioned your father uh, as a commercial artist. How do you feel like his work or his career influenced the work that you're putting out there now? I know you had mentioned, right, that his photography has stuck with you. My father was a big influence uh, on me, uh, number one, as a father. He was just a mm -hmm. great person. He was a very black and white guy. He was the right and wrong. There was no in-between. He gave us a great opportunity to grow up. You know, he made sure that we did what we needed to do um, to be good citizens in our community. Uh, him and my mother had us involved in everything, scouts and 4-H club and little league and band. And, you know, we were involved in everything all the time, even though I grew up in a little town. I grew up in a little town in Greenwood, Delaware. Uh, but I was always busy. The people were nice to us. Um, I have many friends that I grew up with there. Um, but, uh, you know, they just did an article on my dad at the Del in the Delaware state news for black history month. And, um, I wanted to make sure the information I gave them was correct. And I was just kind of overwhelmed at all of the work that he had done. I mean, I, he was my dad. I saw him every day. He worked every day, but, uh, I think, I think the big thing for me was that he did this for a living and he, um, wanted to make sure that everything was perfection. Um, I don't know if I could do this for a living. I don't know if I could, you know, I, I'm one of those people I paint if I feel like I'm in the mood. I don't know if I could get up every day and go out in the cold and make a sign and sand an oil truck and that type of thing. But I, I think the thing that stuck with me is, uh, number one, uh, do your best, don't quit. Uh, think about what you're doing and think about, how this will affect other people. Uh, I'm not looking to, uh, in my paintings, to 
put down anyone else. I'm just trying to get people to think uh, about what they're looking at and ask questions. Do you find that you have any favorite artists or favorite influences out there that you try to emulate or that you think have really uh, informed some of your artistic practice? Uh, sure. I have, uh, uh, I, there's some local artists that I like, like John Donato was uh, down at Freeman, uh, one of my favorite artists. Uh, kind of, he's a great artist and kind of a cartoonist. I've had a chance to uh, meet him and uh, do some of work with some of his work. Dr. Tucci, of course, my teacher. Um, I like people like Andrew Wyeth and N.C. Wyeth. Uh, Love their Rip Van Winkle and their Last of the Mohicans and their Robinson Crusoe paintings. I like Howard Powell, uh, the mermaid that he painted and his pirate ship attacks. Uh, I think he's uh, just a big influence. Uh, Michelangelo, of course, with David. I got to go to Italy a few years ago and, um, um, you know, his work in the Sistine Chapel and his sculptures. And, of course, Winslow Homer, you know, his, his paintings, Basket of Clams and um, Turtle Pond and some other uh, works. So just I think the thing that amazed me, it amazes me besides the people I mentioned is there are just so many talented people and artists that are out there uh, that nobody knows anything about uh, that I run across. And I just say, so your work is amazing. I never, never heard of them, but you know, it's just, I'm always fascinated by other artists work and um, the ideas that they have in their styles. So I'm, I'm learning all the time. As you think about your journey in as an artist, right? Do you think there have been any challenges or obstacles that you faced and how do you feel you've overcome them? When I started painting, I think, um, um, I, fortunately for me, I was in a class of students. So there weren't this big expectation of other than me being older than them, because <laughs> most of them were kids. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm a person working there that just took a class. But um, it gave me the opportunity to take a look at their art, take a look at my art and kind of be in a somewhat competitive situation and also sharing situation. Um, once you step out and put your art into an exhibit like Miss Apillion or Dover Art League, uh, then you've got people at every level that are exhibiting art. And you had, you know, I had to tell myself, you know, you have to, you have to say, is my art good enough to be out here? And you have to believe that, what you're painting is good enough to be put out there. And so I just uh, said, let me put it out there and we'll see what happens. And over a period of time, um, you know, I started getting comments about, you know, we really like your art. And then I started winning some awards uh, and they started making posters and put them in the gallery and whatnot. And I said, well, maybe, maybe, I, you know, my teacher's, uh, saying to me, Dr. Tucci is keep painting and the wilder, the better. So I had to worry about, was it too crazy or whatever? I just I paint what I like and not worry about the rest. I want to take a minute here just to remind our listeners that you're tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. T, tell me a little bit about some of the most rewarding aspects of being an artist for you. I think some of the most rewarding aspects for me are some of the people that I meet, um, people who aren't necessarily artists, 
um, that come up to me, the people I've known for years that like, Oh, I didn't know you painted, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, um, I painted a picture of maybe their uncle or something and they see it and they're like, wow, this looks just like him, you know? So I, I think that's rewarding. Also people that I know are professional artists that, that give me, uh, good compliments or comments on my work. And I, it's like, um, playing tennis or any sport. I think if you play with people at the same level as you, you're not going to get any better. So you have to be prepared to try to learn and accept uh, constructive criticism about your art so that you can grow. Uh, but most of the people are very kind. You know, I, I've had people say, you know, when I started painting, I, I always painted what I like, and I like cars and airplanes. So I always painted cars and planes. And when I'd go into a gallery, people said, oh, yeah, that's the guy that paints the cars, or that's the guy that paints the airplane. And I said, well, you know what? I can paint more than that. So that's when I kind of changed up a little bit. If we think back to write a typical day for you as an artist, uh, walk us through maybe, and I know you say you, you do this when you feel like doing it and it's not necessarily a, a career, but talk to us about your span of day when you feel like painting that day. My, my typical day is uh, I'm up and have my breakfast. Uh, I put out my artwork and my my canvas and my paint and i'm um i'm working on developing uh being mostly um portraiture uh, a face and what uh, what features i want to feature in that face um and then trying to uh I, what i what i call sketch paint so i take paint and sketch where normally i used to just do it with a pencil or pen and kind of sketch that in and say is this something i could work with uh, from there, then I tried to say, what's the rest of the, the, the canvas going to look like? Do I have any uh, big open spots that need to be filled? And what am I going to use there that it's not just paint? Uh, you know, are they looking at something? Should they be wearing a hat? What should the hat look like? Uh, are they going to dress in cowboy garb are they going to be dressed in a business suit uh what are the features are they going to be wearing a watch a tie a bow tie um you know what is the theme are they um, um, a circuit rider for a church are they a ship captain are they a u.s cavalry officer you know what what do i want this to look like and what is about this painting that's going to make it stand out to be completely different and then also I even uh, start to think, what is, the, what is the name of the painting going to be? A lot of the paintings I named after my family, uh, my aunts, my uncles, my brothers, my cousins, or people that I grew up with. It might be Mr. So-and-so, uh, um, soldier, or, um, you know, American former, like my American former painting, John Henry is named after my grandfather, John Henry. So, and I, my painting, Miss Lula is named after my aunt who lived down the street from our church. So, you know, I try to have a little bit of history in there. I'm doing some new paintings now. I have a, a ship captain named um, Captain Seaworthy. And so I went online and I found there was a ship captain named uh, Captain Seaworth. So there, you know, I try to put a little bit of history. See where these sound a little more catchy, um, but you know, I try to put that put that in there. 
And also each of the uh, galleries have a theme. Uh, it might be bears or it might be spring flowers or whatever. And before I just painted my painting and stuck it in there. I didn't care what their theme was. So now I'm trying to be a little bit more focused if I know shows coming up and it's something about spring or something about you know, whatever it happens to be, I'll try to say, what what can I do that would kind of fit in? Can you tell us about a particularly meaningful project you've worked on? One of the projects that I like to do every year is uh, I, I belong to the what's called the Hub Club Rotary, which is Harrington Greenwood Felton Rotary Club, as well as the Dover Lions Club. And I do paintings and uh, prints for them and donate them for silent auctions, auctions and so forth. Every year we decided uh, that we wanted to raise money for students at Woodbridge High School and Lake Forest High School uh, that are gonna be graduating for scholarships. And one of the things that I like is car shows. I always go to car shows and I decided to do car shows. So um, I d design a shirt every year with some type of automotive theme, a car, truck, what have you. And um, base our, uh, we sell t-shirts and uh, our posters and all that are based around it. And um, so, and it's been successful in allowing us to do three to four uh, scholarships every year. And that's our biggest, fun it's become our biggest fundraiser. So uh, that I'm, I'm really happy for and you know just the kids that we meet are so intelligent uh, i'm just blown away at the you know their potential and what they're going to bring um to all of us i know you had mentioned as we were chatting before this that you've got two upcoming shows coming up uh and i wonder yes. if you could share with our listeners where they might be able to go to see some of your work well yes i'm um i'm a member of the miss pillion art league at milford and they kind of gave me my start as far as being able to uh, show my work to people that are really great. They have a show called Spring Inspiration that's coming up on uh, March the 21st. And uh, so I'll have some of my new work there. Uh, and it's normally in there about, um, about three weeks to a month. And also for the first time, I'll be exhibiting in Ocean View, Delaware at the Artisans Fair. This will be the Memorial Day weekend on Saturday, May the 27th. Uh, I'll be down there in the Lord Baltimore School. And um, so I'm excited excited about that. It's a new venture for me. T, as we're wrapping up here, I wonder if you could share with us maybe what is your favorite upcoming piece that you're working on and why it's so intriguing or important to you. My favorite upcoming piece is a piece that I'm, I'm uh, working on. I'm just finishing it up this weekend. And it's called Dreaming. And, um, you know, I think everybody should have the opportunity to dream uh, without limitation. Uh, and hopefully, you know, people know that their dreams come true. I see so many people that are depressed and the things that are going on with young people. And I want to encourage them as well as everyone else to feel free to, to dream and then to live your dream without any hesitation. And you'll find that, you know, in a lot of times, a lot of cases, your dreams will come true. So just want to do it as an inspiring thing as we come out of winter in the spring, uh, that people kind of open their mind, their hearts and uh, try to help each other. 
Heath, thank you so much for joining me today. As he mentioned, he has two shows coming up, one at Miss Pillion Art League, another down at the Artisans Fair in Ocean View, Delaware. I hope you'll make your way out to see some of his work. And T, have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. Delaware State of the Arts is a weekly podcast that presents interviews with arts organizations and leaders who contribute to the cultural vibrancy of communities throughout Delaware. Delaware State of the Arts is provided as a service of the Delaware Division of the Arts in partnership with News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. The Delaware Division of the Arts, a branch of the Delaware Department of State, is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life. To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.